0: and accelerate your success. Welcome to the Beyond Barriers Habits and Hacks show. Now let's discuss a scenario we've all experienced. That moment when your inner voice is telling you, or maybe screaming at you, that you need to have a difficult conversation with someone. A conversation that would improve life at work, for ourselves, and for everyone else around. But your fear drowns out that inner voice. And then we put that conversation off. And meanwhile, the other individual continues to engage in interpersonal conflicts and they exhibit toxic behavior or they just remain completely clueless about what's on your mind. So, in today's episode, we're going to share with you the strategies and insights you need to know about speaking up and diffusing any difficult conversation. So, first off, let's talk about why this matters. Well, here's why it matters the consequence of not
1: having that uncomfortable conversation is really, really high. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of research that's been done about workplace conflict, and it's really shocking what these numbers Mm -hmm. reveal. For example, on average, um, employees in the U.S. spend roughly about three hours every week dealing with conflict. Now, in a forty-hour work week, that's a lot of time. That's a pretty big percentage, and that's just about dealing with conflict. That doesn't even account for the amount of time you're probably dwelling over it, complaining, or gossiping over it, or you know, just it's just on your mind. So, think about the amount of time, and emotion, and energy you've got invested in conflict-related issues, and because of that. Um, it actually impacts our health, physical mm-hmm. and mental wellness. In fact, 22% of people uh, report that uh, dealing with conflict led to illness and mm-hmm. actually led to them missing work. Right. Um, and um, 33% of people... Claim that dealing with conflict actually led to personal injury and attacks, which is a really scary thing. That That a third of uh, employees have had to deal with some kind of personal injury or or attacks related to Mm -hmm. conflict. Yeah, when it's allowed to escalate into something exactly, pain in the bud. Exactly. So if it it is not handled and not Mm -hmm. addressed, it keeps escalating and then it keeps getting bigger until it has a much worse uh, consequence overall. Um, And then obviously it affects business because not only is it affecting your productivity, your Mm -hmm. focus, um, but you know, your um, absenteeism from work or actual, you know, sort of Deliverables, right? and, uh, and all of that, but also project failures. Mm-hmm. 10% of project failures are the direct result of conflict mm-hmm. and simply not having the conversations that needed to be had. Maybe it was someone's quality of work, mm-hmm. maybe it was team collaboration, and not having that conversation results in 10% of all projects failing. Wow. Um, That's significant. Totally. So, and here's another thing that uh, is so shocking. There's a study that was done by Accenture that uh, revealed that even in the worst economic climates, where people are generally pretty worried about uh, job security Mm -hmm. or, you know, holding on to their paychecks, that 35% of employees quit their jobs voluntarily because of internal politics and conflict. Wow. 35% quit that they would rather quit their jobs, and
0: lose their paychecks in a bad economy than have that difficult conversation. Right, which makes (laughs) sense because you hear that quote all the time that people don't leave companies, even if they're spectacular companies, they leave their horrible bosses or their horrible team or peers or whatever that might be.
1: Yeah, now imagine how different these stats would be if we simply learn how to have a difficult conversation Mm -hmm. or to be able to handle that conversation if
0: we're the cause of it. Right. That's so true. I mean, people would rather deal with losing a job or not having a, pay- a paycheck than the pain of having a difficult conversation. Yeah, so it really <laughs> makes you wonder, what is this thing that everyone is running
1: away from? Because uh, when you put it in a financial context, mm-hmm. it's really alarming you know, right. because the stats by themselves are one thing. But when you put it in the context of the fact that you'd rather lose a paycheck than have that difficult conversation that you rather leave that company, you know, maybe even be unemployed for a bit and then go someplace else mm-hmm. simply because you didn't want to
0: deal with that and it makes you wonder what are these difficult conversations? So what are they? Well, you know, I was actually curious about that and was doing some research on it and found a Harvard Business Review article that says, you know, there are tons of different difficult conversations that we don't think about. But when you, when you, hear the list, you're like, oh yes, you deal Do we with face those them things all, we face all the time. All the time. Right. And so some of them are like, you know, negotiating a raise. People hate having that conversation. Um, handling a difficult personality, apologizing for a mistake. I mean, that one, sometimes your pride gets in the way and you just don't want to, right? That gets in the way. And these sound like everyday issues. Right. So when we first heard about these stats, about mm-hmm. literally
1: physical attacks mm-hmm. or, or you know, illnesses like and all of that. You imagine this conflict to be something really significant, like s- something where mm-hmm. your safety is at risk. But really a lot of the difficult conversations they're describing, are very everyday issues, like right. simply you know, not getting along with a teammate and having
0: to mm-hmm. apologize or um, you know, uh, you know, asking for a raise. Right. And others were like turning down an employee's idea like, you know, not being straightforward and giving them candid feedback, encouraging employees to improve their performance. Um, Things like terminating a position or even asking vendors for new invoice payment terms, right? Or even talking with frustrated customers or just dealing, you know, with problems that, you know, your customers are going to face. So it's all of these things that are compounding that you have these. And if you don't learn how to handle them, then it starts to really have that like negative effect on yeah. you um, emotionally and physically in some right. cases. But uh, the other part of it is,
1: in addition to the impact on you, you're also not actually resolving the real issue. Right. So for example, if it is a customer that is frustrated, mm-hmm. it may be a difficult conversation to stomach, but you're really not resolving the issue at heart. Right. So avoidance isn't the path to any kind of solution, Right. Um, And, you know, we avoid these conversations simply because they make us uncomfortable. Yes. But here's the irony. In most of these cases, we may actually be justified in having them. So for example, Mm, if you think you deserve a raise, why are you uncomfortable about it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you believe you're justified, then why are we uncomfortable? So the real question is, What's stopping us? What Mm -hmm. gets in the way of us having the conversations that we need to have, that are important to have? Right. And in many cases, we're very justified in having them. And the most common reason that -hmm. comes up is actually really shocking and surprising. Mm -hmm. It's simply not having the skill. It's simply not having the skill of having a difficult conversation. Like literally, we don't know the words to say and how to engage in a
0: difficult conversation. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I've dealt with that before. Like I don't, I don't even know what to say. How do I even start the conversation so then you just avoid it? Exactly. But if you think of it
1: as whether you have the courage or don't have the courage, that can become more of an identity issue, right? Mm-hmm. Am I brave enough to have a courageous conversation? But if you think of it as a skill, if you reframe mm, yeah. difficult conversations as a skill, then it's simply a question of, do I have the skill or do I not have the skill? And Mm -hmm. if you don't have the skill, well, like any skill, it can be learned. Right. That's the good news. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, when you recognize it not as courage, but skill, I think Mm -hmm. it it opens the doors to simply learning exactly what you need to do in that process and how you can get, um, you know, uh, liberated mm-hmm. by the power of uh, you know, this incredible tool that right, will free right. you from mm-hmm. avoidance. Um, in fact, one of my uh, favorite quotes on this topic is by a friend and podcast guest, Amy K. Hutchins, mm-hmm. who famously said, everything you want is on the other side of a tough conversation. Mm. And I think that really yes. captures the sentiment that you can have literally anything you want, but you are gonna have to learn the skill of a tough conversation. Mm-hmm. So why how not simply learn the
0: skill? It. Right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, there's, like we mentioned, tons of difficult conversations that you can have at work. I mean, it's endless, the, the, the types of conversations. So how do you handle all these conversations? I mean, is, is it like, are there unique strategies for each one? Like, how do you actually accomplish that? How do you develop that muscle?
1: Yeah, I mean, in in terms of developing the skill, um, it is true that there is no one type of difficult conversation. This is not just at work. It's Mm -hmm. at home, in your personal life, in your relationship, in your friendships. There are all kinds of difficult conversations. So the list is endless. Mm -hmm. But here's the good news. There's actually a very basic and a similar framework to handle all of these conversations. Mm, so the good right. news is that while there's no end to the list of difficult conversations, mm-hmm. there is actually a, a, you know, five-step formula for handling all of these conversations. So if you mm-hmm. simply learn that five-step framework, mm-hmm. you now have the power to Um, take on any kind of difficult conversation, whether at home or at work Mm -hmm. or with your spouse or your kids, whatever that might be. Okay. Okay. So spill it. (laughs) What are these these five things? What's this framework? Okay. So um, let's talk through the five-step framework for difficult conversations. So step number one, this is the most important one, which is don't avoid it. (laughs) <laughs> practice don't procrastinate because mm, yes you can't get better at a skill if you never practice it right um, right the art of having a difficult conversation is simply like any other skill mm-hmm. the more you practice it the better you get mm-hmm. the more comfortable you get with it and you stop avoiding it so but you can't get better at anything if you keep avoiding it. So literally step number one, which is, uh, you know, pretty ironic Mm -hmm. is that the way to get better at it is to have more of it. And recognize, give yourself grace because recognize that uh, the first few times you have these difficult conversations, you're probably going to suck at it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's probably not going to get you the outcome you want. You can't master
0: it. You're not going to be able to master it in the first shot.
1: Right. But if you don't start, you'll never get better. So Think of it as a stepping stone to developing a new skill. Mm -hmm. You know, just like learning the piano the first time you touch the keys, it sounds horrible. Mm -hmm. You keep at it, you know, over time you get excellent at it. So it's really practice, don't procrastinate. That is step number one. Mm -hmm. Okay, step number two get very clear about the outcome that you want. Mm -hmm. Um, When you have a, you know, before you embark on a difficult conversation, you want to know exactly what it is you want out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're not clear about it, then you're not going to know how to navigate through it. It's sort of like knowing the North Star of that conversation, right? So Mm -hmm. you want to kind of imagine what the possibilities are. You want to visualize how you're going to get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, be able to actually envision getting what you want, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And ultimately, remember that to get from point A to point B, you know, getting to that successful outcome, Mm -hmm. there is a part that you control, which is, how you show up and what you say. Mm, Yes. You can't control what someone else decides to do, but you can very much control how you Mm. show up and you know what you say, and so um, what you say often depends on how centered you are and right. how you show up. So your physiology greatly influences what you say, and all of that really comes down to getting clear on the outcome. Because if you're not clear about what you really want, mm-hmm. you're not going to be in that moment, be able to manage your physiology and manage your uh, language, and you're going to lose control.
0: Yeah, that's so true, and I think that's one of the hardest things for me is is that whole I may know what I want to say, but if I let my emotions get the best of me, then it gets all jumbled up. <laughs> exactly. But if you stay clear
1: on, mm-hmm. hey, we're disagreeing on this, but the end outcome that I want is to have uh, a more effective um, you know, team relationship or mm-hmm. the end result I want is for this project to be successful or the end result I want is for my manager to understand um, and value my contributions, you know, so if the end result is that as opposed to something that is just, I want to get my way, right. Then my uh, way or the highway, (laughs) right. Then you're going to get caught up in your emotions and, um, losing sight of how to get there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Step number three, listen to learn. Mm -hmm. And what that means is practice active listening Mm -hmm. where you're listening to, from a place of curiosity, from a place of humility, where you want to learn as opposed to listening to respond. You know, now this is obviously easier said than done. We right. all fall into the trap where someone else is talking and before they've completed the sentence, we're at the edge of our seat, you know, with our mouths open, ready to respond, right. ready to explain our position. Mm-hmm. And often that happens because, um, you know, we... Feel misunderstood, or we feel, right. um, you know, in some way we're making assumptions, or uh, we we want to explain our position. But as a result of wanting to explain yourself, what you're really doing is making assumptions about the other person. You're mm-hmm. interrupting them, and you're not um, expressing to them that you are truly curious and, and want to learn. You're assuming you know it all. You know where they're coming right. from. And so you really don't need to even listen to them. You simply need them to shut up so you can respond.
0: Well, that's so true. I mean, and this I do think is probably the most difficult thing to do because you do naturally, your brain wants to fill in the words or immediately finish their sentence or like, you know, do the whole justification kind of thing. And you have to realize that you're not listening. If yeah. your head's spinning with what you're going to say, then you truly aren't listening to their perspective so that you can move forward into negotiating your final outcome, right?
1: Exactly. And, and so it takes a lot to just stay quiet stay calm mm-hmm. and actually listen. And that's not the same as having a poker face and not saying anything right. because, mm-hmm. you know, you may have a poker face, but your body language can often say a lot more and the other person is reading into that. So remember, there's a difference between not actually saying anything versus truly, truly listening. Right. So okay. step mm-hmm. number three is about listening from a place of absolute openness and curiosity so that you can actually learn mm-hmm. about the other persons. So you don't need to agree with it, but you do want to learn. And so right. managing your emotions and managing your attention is really key. And you have to recognize
0: that that is actually where your power lies. Right. And I think the most important thing here is you have to really be in tune with yourself, mm-hmm. know what your hot buttons are. Like, you know, if they say something that's going to trigger you, not, in, not allowing that to happen yeah. and truly coming from a place where you recenter yourself, you bring yourself back to that place of calmness so you can actually listen. Mm-hmm. And then when you are calm, then the words will come to you instead of, you know, you just kind of blowing up.
1: Right. Well, well you're calm and centered and you're curious then Mm -hmm. you're actually paying attention to what the other person is saying. And then you are thinking of it from their perspective Mm -hmm. um, and you're giving them the attention that they deserve as opposed to sort of uh, justifying your position. Right, right? okay. Okay, step number four is acknowledge and share. And what that means is once you have actually heard the other person, right? Mm -hmm. You've given them the attention, you've been completely present, focused, and curious, then acknowledge what they said you don't have to agree, but you do need to acknowledge saying, mm. I hear you. I understand where you're coming from. Um, and you don't have to confuse acknowledgement with agreement. That's, right?
0: that's really important because acknowledgement doesn't mean agreement. Right.
1: And often we don't want to acknowledge because we feel like if we say anything that acknowledges, we're actually giving into their mm-hmm. position. Um, but it's actually not true. By acknowledging, you're making the other person feel Um, simply you're making them feel heard and understood that you get their position. And that creates the space for you to then also explain yours. That is, you know, once you've actually heard, truly, truly heard what they have to say, Mm -hmm. once you've acknowledged that you understand and hear them only after that, can you give yourself permission to then share your perspective without minimizing theirs, where you're simply sharing Mm -hmm. your perspective, say, You know, I understand where you're coming from, you know, and I hear you. I completely understand. Let me explain where I'm coming from and why I stated what I stated and why Mm -hmm. we may be on opposite sides of this issue. But now they're much more likely to hear you as well once you do Mm -hmm. that. Right? Okay. Now, step number five is now that you have both shared. Mm-hmm. You've both heard each other. And been and gracious. Been gracious and, 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 gracious and, the and reciprocity. And right. Uh-huh. Now it's time to get on the same side to explore the solution together. Again, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily agreeing. You're simply getting on the same side. So instead of visualize it as you start off this whole conflict mm-hmm. and disagreement by being on opposite sides of the table, mm-hmm. right? And so your first step is you know, get to the table. Don't avoid the table. So sit at the table (laughs) on the opposite side. Mm -hmm. Step two is that you're actually, um, you know, in a place where you are clear about what you want to get out of that conversation. So Mm -hmm. being clear on the outcome. Step three, you're actually listening to what they have to say. Step four, you're acknowledging that you hear them and understand, and then you're sharing your perspective. Now, step four, visualize it as you're getting up from your chair mm-hmm. and they're getting up from theirs and you're sitting on the same side side by side mm-hmm. and you're looking at the conflict on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. Now it's not you and the other person having a conflict. It's you and the other person on the same side, looking at the conflict on the other side, because mm-hmm. when that happens now you have a common enemy. Mm-hmm. You're not each other's enemy. You have a common enemy, which is the disagreement mm-hmm. and now You have to do step number five, which is now you can brainstorm from a place of inquiry and um, creativity to figure out a solution together. Mm -hmm. So instead of being adversarial, you're actually creating collaboration and safety Mm -hmm. so you can engage in a more meaningful conversation Mm -hmm. to say, okay, clearly there is a problem that's on the other side of us. Mm -hmm. How can we join
0: forces to figure out a solution to that? Right. And then it's a little bit of maybe give and take on each side. Exactly. And mm-hmm. and
1: well, it's you're no longer on other sides. Right. You're on the same mm-hmm. side. So you're simply looking at that problem saying, okay, how do we tackle this? Like mm-hmm. any other business problem right. or any other uh, mm-hmm. personal problem.
0: That's important. So on the same side, tackling the the basically the enemy, like you said, or the problem together. Right, exactly.
1: So now you've removed the conflict as being between two people to the conflict simply sitting on the uh, other side of you on the Mm -hmm. same side. And that naturally creates a level of collaboration and desire to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you keep that attitude, then you will be able to find a solution. And if if it does so happen that even after doing all of that, you still can get on the same page, Mm -hmm. go back to step one, go Mm -hmm. back to step two, follow that Mm -hmm. process, because maybe you weren't clear about the outcome. Maybe you didn't really listen to learn. Mm -hmm. Maybe you didn't really acknowledge, you know, there's Mm -hmm. steps you missed in that. And if you keep following that, you'll eventually come back to a place where your emotions,
0: your physiology, your language, and your solutions can get right. aligned. So what I hear you saying is that if you can't get on the same page, keep asking questions, keep being curious, keep listening to what they have to say. Just keep
1: following the five steps right. over and over again mm-hmm. until you get to a place where you may not ultimately have full agreement. Mm-hmm. You know, If it's a values issue, you may still agree to disagree, but you will no longer have conflict.
0: Right. Um, okay.
1: You, disagreeing on Issues doesn't have to be conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue becomes where it's a um, it's an issue that we turn into a conflict because mm-hmm. we make it worse than it is right. when we mm-hmm. put our emotions and our energy in a negative place. Right. So okay. um, even if you go through all five steps successfully and you are still not in agreement, mm-hmm. you will at least walk away f- from that conversation feeling positive energy.
0: Right, because there'll be a alignment. level of understanding at least to know where they're coming from, where you're coming from. Exactly.
1: So mm-hmm. you walk away with more empathy and understanding and, um, and respect ultimately mm-hmm. because you manage through this process. Um, and then finally, you know, while these five steps um, are really useful if you are the person who's gearing up to have that difficult mm-hmm. conversation with someone else, Remember, if you're on the receiving end where someone actually comes up to you to have a difficult conversation Mm -hmm. with you, be grateful to that person for that learning moment, but also acknowledge their courage in having that conversation with you. Because Mm -hmm. as you yourself might know, it's not easy to have these. Right. There's a level of discomfort that's there for everybody. So if someone else is um, Having that conversation with you, acknowledge it because when you acknowledge courage in other people, Mm -hmm. you
0: are also
1: acknowledging the possibility of courage within yourself. Right.
0: Well, and part of it too, you have to look at it kind of, you know, with uh, the whole gratitude of like they're giving you a gift because they're actually pointing something out that most people may not be courageous enough to, to, and instead of harboring
1: that resentment within them and never speaking their truth and simply. Um, opting out they're they're caring enough about that relationship mm-hmm. um, to bring it up to you so Um, don't just learn how to have these difficult conversations, welcome
0: them as well when you are the recipient of it. Well, I think the important thing too, is that this framework that you've you've shared, if you know the framework to have the difficult conversation, then it's also going to prepare you to better receive the conversation as well, because I can see where staying calm and centered and all of that and listening to their perspective as well, is just going to come out with the solution or the outcome that you all are both aiming for. Well, okay, everyone. So if there's a difficult conversation out there that you've been avoiding, then take action this week and follow this five step framework and then let us know what you learned. How did it go? Um, And visit us on imbeyondbarriers.com and you'll find all the show notes and links to the resources in this episode. Share your comments and topic suggestions on IamBeyondBarriers.com and we'll be sure to address them in future episodes. If you enjoyed our show today, please subscribe and rate the podcast or just tell a friend about it. See you next episode.